1: Bungie strikes a massive legal blow to cheat makers and junkies. For February 22nd, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, the Communication Workers of America advocate for the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard merger, and Nintendo brokers a deal to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo hardware. The question is, how? Following up on the lawsuit between Bungie and Destiny 2 cheatmaker AIM Junkies, Bungie has been awarded $4.3 million in damages and fees. The last time this case was in the news, previous Judge Thomas Zilley ruled to dismiss Bungie's copyright infringement claim against AIM Junkies last September. Later in November, Judge Zilly ruled to dismiss Aim Junkies' countersuit, which included such wild accusations as Bungie allegedly using unauthorized surveillance of private records. Which brings us to yesterday, when new Judge Ronald Cox ruled in favor of Bungie in a closed-door arbitration. Judge Cox agreed to Bungie's amended claims that Aim Junkies violated the DMCA anti-circumvention provisions along with trafficking violations, breach of contract, tortious interference, spoliation, and many other claims. However, the claim relating to copyright infringement is still ongoing and will go to trial later this year. This arbitration also shed more light on the inner workings of AIM junkies. Previously, I reported that James May was one of Aim Junkies' employees. It's now been clarified that James May is not an employee, but a third-party developer that partnered with Aim Junkies. Though, since May was working on Aim Junkie software, the company is still liable for his violations. Now, with a different judge adjudicating the lawsuit, it'll be interesting to see where Bungie's copyright infringement claims end up. Especially since this echoes Bungie's initial claims back in 2021 that were ultimately dismissed by Judge Zilly. Microsoft and Activision Blizzard's hearing with the European Commission yesterday, the Communication Workers of America urged European regulators to approve the $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard in an open letter. The open letter, penned by CWA President Chris Shelton, went over the one potential benefit this merger could have for workers — Microsoft's labor neutrality agreement with the CMA the labor neutrality agreement would provide Activision Blizzard employees an unimpeded path to unionization if the merger is approved, circumventing all of the union busting that Activision Blizzard has done in the past two years. Though it should be noted that Microsoft has a habit of not keeping these types of promises. While the labor neutrality agreement is legally binding, it doesn't hold Microsoft to bargain with employees in good faith. However, Microsoft does have the opportunity to quell some of those concerns and criticisms by bargaining in good faith with ZeniMax Workers United. But with how new the union is, I doubt we'll see much deliberation between Microsoft and ZeniMax workers. And not before we see regulators around the world either approve or deny the $68.7 billion acquisition. Continuing on with more Microsoft and Activision Blizzard news, Microsoft has signed another binding legal agreement, this time with Nintendo to formalize their previous pledge to the gaming industry to keep the Call of Duty franchise on all platforms, with Microsoft issuing a statement that reads, Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a binding 10-year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players, the same day as Xbox, with full feature and content parity. While this all sounds great on paper, Call of Duty has been released on Nintendo consoles for years, though usually with scaled-back ports of the original game a necessity because of Nintendo's typically underpowered consoles. So, unless Microsoft intends to release maybe a cloud version on the Nintendo Switch, I don't see how Microsoft will release full features with content parity to Nintendo consoles. Microsoft's president, Brad Smith, also commented on this legally binding agreement with Nintendo, stating that this is just the first steps with their new partnership with Nintendo, and that Microsoft hopes to bring more than just Call of Duty to Nintendo, meaning we could potentially see other Microsoft franchises make their way to Nintendo consoles. Overall, I have my doubts that this will be enough for regulators to approve Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard without any concessions. Though only time will tell, the European Commission will make their final decision on March 23rd. The UK's Competition and Markets Authority will issue their final report on April 26th, and the Federal Trade Commission has scheduled the antitrust lawsuit for August 2nd. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back tomorrow for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio.